0: So Jerry, in this uh podcast we're talking about the uniqueness of one man
1: and one woman.
0: Um so what what are you what are you talking about here?
1: Well, uh we all uh are descended from a single couple, Adam and Eve. In fact, the Apostle Paul, when he is speaking before the Athenian philosophers in the area of Pagus, makes a point of saying that, explaining to them when he's He's trying to get them to understand about the unknown God that they worship. He's saying, that's who I'm revealing to you. Well, part of that revelation was that he, that all humanity came from one man, that God had created that one man and out of them, uh, out of that one man, all humanity uh, came. So we all go back to the same uh, couple, Adam and Eve. Now,
0: a lot of times people are growing up in schools and, and there's this whole idea that, you know, millions of years ago, uh, uh, a monkey, he turned into a person and all that. And uh, give me kind of your view of, you know, what what are some options when you think of, you know, do do you really believe everyone traces back to a couple? Do you believe in some version of evolution? Kind of where do you land on, on that
1: issue? Where do I land personally? Yeah, yeah I'm not a... Um I'm not an evolutionist and I'm not a a theistic evolutionist. Um, We'll take those one at a time. So when you say you're not an evolutionist, what do you mean by you're not an evolutionist? uh, I believe that the um, world was created by God, that he created plant life, that he created animals, Mm-hmm. that he created birds and fish and then his ultimate creation was man whom he created in his image I don't believe that it was a fortuitous coming together of atoms mm-hmm. and I don't mean A-D-A-M-S <laughs> A-T-O-M-S right. interestingly enough game. yeah, the ancient uh, philosophy of Epicureanism believed that the earth was not created the The world was not created uh, by a a god, but came together by a fortuitous confluence of nations. So interestingly enough, the same belief is still going on. It's just Hmm. got a different label on it. Interesting. Uh, And then you said
0: theistic evolution, and and that's kind of the concept that God used evolution to get us to Adam and Eve at some point in the right. past. And and you don't buy that either.
1: No, because Scripture doesn't have anything in there that uh, supports that idea. Uh, I know there are some evangelical uh, pastors and, and teachers that are theistic evolutionists, but I don't see anything in Scripture uh, that would indicate uh, that God uh, used evolution. And frankly, I don't think... Uh, geology shows that there was uh, any type of evolution. The fossil uh, record does not show any kind of change in between species going from one species to another. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, you would think that if there had been any kind of evolutionary system functioning either with or without God's intervention, that you would at least find evidence of that in between species, but mm-hmm. they still don't find any evidence of that.
0: I think one of the the winning arguments for me. I mean, I think there's there is a lot in the scientific discussion. I think one of the winning arguments for me why well, I'm not an evolutionist. It just it seems like Jesus and the the Paul and the apostolic writers all of them referenced Adam like he was a real person, mm-hmm. and so they they you know if Jesus is validating the historicity of Adam as a real person in history and Paul is talking about Adam as if he's a real person in history, then, then we have to believe that there was a created first human. His name was Adam. And then God created Eve. And, and it seems like if you throw that out, it's hard to make sense of Paul and it's hard to make sense of, of,
1: you know, why Jesus would say the things he said. Well, and, um, uh... Colossians 1, uh, 15, that area says that all things uh, were created, speaking of Jesus, Mm -hmm. all things were created by and through him and for him. So if that's true of him, and then in the Gospels, he states that Adam was a historical figure. I mean, he speaks as Adam is mm-hmm. not a myth, right? not an analogy or anything or a legend, but a historical figure. Mm-hmm. And the one for whom all things were created and by whom and through whom all things were created ought to know. He's an eyewitness <laughs> to that creation event. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: and so, and then, you know, you're talking about in the title here, you think it's a one man and one woman, you know, God did create man and woman, you know, and he created them both in the image of God. And we we are kind of in a in a world of gender confusion now, and so uh, what can we what can we say coming from from this and the world we're in about um, you know God created men and women. So what can we say beyond that? Do you think it's helpful in this
1: conversation today? In terms of gender confusion, yeah. Well, for example, um, Psalm one thirty nine says that He knit me together in my mother's womb and that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So Psalm 139 states that God is actively involved Mm -hmm. in our uh, uh, development in the womb. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only is he allowed, you know, created the means by which there is a procreation between a man and a woman to create children, but... Psalm 139 indicates that in that embryo's development in the mother's womb, that God is actively involved in putting that embryo, that child, together. Mm-hmm. So why would he get all mixed up and make a, um, a baby with male equipment? Uh, but, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we've got a psychologically uh, psychological female. Sure. God knows better than that. And the Bible would indicate that that. You know, if he's actively involved, then he knows what he's doing. God doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, you all go out and increase and multiply. He's actively involved in that multiplication. So. And I think in that, we do also,
0: of course, acknowledge that we're in a broken world, and so there's things like Down syndrome. There's yeah. things that are that happen in a mother's womb that um was not god's intent and i think along with that would be some of the some of the gender confusion i think is part of the brokenness of our world and um just like any other issue if if there's a thing that we could do to help uh the medically or something to help someone uh, I think we'd want to do that if someone is born blind and we had the ability to, through through medicine, to make them see. We'd want to mm-hmm. help in that way. And if someone is born with, uh, born with uh, something broken in their sexuality or in their gender, I think we'd want to say, you know, let's let's bring Christ in the middle of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in the middle of it, let's not say there's no difference between men and women. Let's not mm-hmm. say that you know, just because the Bible says there's no male or female or Jew or Greek, that's not saying there's no difference between God's creation
1: of male and God's creation of female. Yes, yeah, so I don't think God makes mistakes in, in the creation. Since he's actively involved mm-hmm. in creating each of us, then uh, he doesn't make mistakes. He's omniscient. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him to make a mistake in his active involvement in knitting to us together in the womb it undermines the idea that he's omnipotent or omniscient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, we should not be trying to judge or condemn people who are going through that mm-hmm. uh, sense of dichotomy, gender dichotomy. Yeah.
0: And then you also just talked about just you know kind of back to the whole historicity of of us all tracing back to one man and one woman. How so many different cultures seem to have some story in their culture, even prior to missionaries showing up on the scene with the Bible, where they you you kind of see some of this common story of, of a flood account or of tracing back to a first couple um, you know what 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 can you say about just you know the the anthropological things we learn as we go into some of these villages and and they they share with us about
1: their stories. Well, in fact, there's an interesting book uh, written by Richardson. Well, I can't remember his first name. Uh, Eternity in Their Heart. Oh yeah, yeah. And that I read that growing up. That operates on the the idea that there is a common thread mm-hmm. in all the cultures, uh, because we do really come out of one man and one woman. Mm-hmm. That that has operated anthropologists acknowledge that uh, we are uh, one species uh, mm-hmm. we're not we all came We're came out of one a couple with uh, multiple families uh, we're not uh, we're the same uh, we're not any different uh, in the sense of desires and hopes and that sort of thing mm-hmm. the, the cannibal has the same desires and hopes as the CEO yeah uh, They they undergo anxiety, fear, desire, uh, love, all those things. It's perhaps hidden to some extent by various cultural aberrations, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless they're there. Uh, And you've you've lived through a lot of history,
0: and not as much as you joke about, but you've lived through a lot of history. Um, And and it's not new that the Bible teaches that we all trace back to Adam and Eve, and we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, tracing back to one one man and woman. Um, how do you explain some of the church's history with um, not treating, like, for example, the races all different? I think of, like, for example, Martin Luther and some of the things he would say about the Jews. Mm-hmm. or um, just It seems like the church has had a, a very checkered past with a lot of... Mm. Uh, racism, and, and it seems like a, a doctrine like this, of the creation account world, well, we all are children of Adam and Eve, would seem to help with that. It should.
1: A uh, good example of, of that is during, prior to the Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, Southern pastors were using the Bible to, to justify slavery, mm. and at the same time, they weren't simply justifying slavery. They were justifying white superiority over black slaves mm-hmm. and using the Bible to teach that. Well, the Bible doesn't teach that, right? Uh, uh, not only are we from one couple, Adam and Eve, but Adam was made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. So that's another. While we've derived Adam's sin, yeah. we've also derived Adam's image. So everybody, regardless of their color, their ethnicity, mm-hmm. they're all created in the image of God. So they're all equal in that sense. Uh, and there is no justification for subjugating one group of people over another or uh, taking a, a position of discrimination mm-hmm. uh, over people who have been born you know, with different facial characteristics or different skin color because everybody's created in the image of God. In fact... I like to look at the different races in the same way as the fact that God never didn't create just one flower. Hmm. You know, He created gladiolas and roses and daisies and Mm -hmm. um, gardenias. Well, look at the different races as different flowers. They're all created, they all have their own beauty. Mm -hmm. Each flower has its own particular characteristics and beauty. It's an example of. God's creative ability. Uh he's not <laughs> he's not limited to one thing. He doesn't right. do things cookie cutter. Yeah. And he didn't do man cookie cutter. Yeah. You know, and and each each one is created in a different way and is unique and is worth looking at very carefully, you know. And appreciating and yeah. hearing, mm-hmm. you know, all the
0: different cultures. I love our international Sunday that we have where you go around I the room too. and you see everyone oh, from yeah. different countries, but all Saying, "Jesus is my king," but you see all these different cultures and expressions of faith, and you you really do marvel at just the the creativity of God, and and the amazing depth of relationship that that God has and has put into humankind. Um, and, and I just really that's that's all my heart just during this season that that we would see. Um, as we think about the truth of us all having Adam and Eve as the first couple, and we all trace back to them, just seeing our brothers and sisters in Christ as literally our <laughs> brothers and sisters, and treating them that way, mm-hmm. um, and maybe uh, we're we're in a season where we're going to see uh, the church worldwide grow in that uh, during this uh, this decades and, and into the future. Thanks, Jerry.